podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Good evening. Welcome to the end of Game Week 3. This is Slogging It. Thank you for uh, tuning in. I might sound a little bit better tonight because the highlight of Game Week 3 for me has been my new microphone that I've purchased for myself <laughs> after Eugene has been shouting at me for weeks and weeks and weeks and months and months and months about the quality of my sound because it got us a 4 out of 5 rating on a review on the podcast channel because of my Jono's poor audio quality. But anyway, yeah, welcome. Yeah, how are we, Jen? I'm excellent because I beat you at golf today. Well, you didn't because we only <laughs> played 14 holes, so that's you can have a massive fuck off. Enough about you, Eugene. How the hell did you only play 14? Was he beating you that badly that you walked off? No, no, no. More importantly, I'm really good. As you can see, I have all my bells and whistles attached. I've changed and swapped out my <laughs> Irish memorabilia in the background for my South African memorabilia after mm. we what can only be described as turned over the world champions. Because I will call them the world champions. I do think they're still going to win because we're going to lose in a semi-final as we always do. Well, they're not the world champions because Australia are the current holders, so that's factually incorrect. <laughs> England anyway. are the one-day winners, and New Zealand are the best test team in the world. <laughs> yeah, so actually, unless it's King of the Chokers, South into Africa... My crystal ball. Unless it's King of the Chokers, South Africa have won jack shit. And I as think we they all did know, very have... well not to choke on that gobstopper today. I, I could see mm. that coming. We'll come on to all that, and how every blind squirrel finds a nut, etc. But yes, first, we shall go through some of the placing. Right. I mean, this pains me greatly. I mean, the three of us are supposed to, apparently, like, we're supposed to know a little bit about this game. I've never claimed to know anything about fantasy. I'm rubbish at fantasy football and all that, but I thought this would have a decent chance at. We've got 93 people in our league, right? The three of us currently sit huge 72nd, me 77th, and Robbo 85th. I mean, this this is calamitous. Eugene's winning. He's supposed to be the technical brains of this. He's not even supposed to know anything about cricket, really. But he's winning out of the three of us. But, I mean, forget about us. Like, I mean, you know, we've all taken it easy because we can't win it. We're going to dinner anyway. We're nice guys. We haven't really put much effort in. We must talk about the biggest winners and losers from this game week three. Daniel Moore has jumped 35 places. Now, I can't remember exactly where that puts him, but, I mean... He's all, he must have gone up by, he's almost gone up half the league. So depending on where he was before, he's obviously in a reasonable spot. It's to be open, he's passed halfway. <laughs> yeah. And he's sixth. He's now in sixth. So that's a, that's 20, been a great... 26. Oh, 26. All oh, right, crikey. So yeah, I mean, another so good huge as possible. There's, there's hope yeah. for us. There's hope for us, lads. <laughs> there isn't. There isn't. You know, we've all used double cap. I mean, I used double captain for Josh Butler against Ireland. What an absolute calamitous disaster that was. But the funniest thing about this week is who has been the biggest loser. And not in terms of one of those like fat shaming programs on like who's won the week by losing the most weight. Like who's lost the biggest amount of places. And <laughs> just just to rub salt in Simon's wounds, it's Simon's mum, Steph, who's lost 29 places. Still, still beating a, me. She's, she's still ahead she's of still <laughs> the three me. of us. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's been an absolute but Barry it, Crocker. It's a silver lining. It's a silver lining, yeah, guys. We said that we were going to be really good at this. What we didn't put the caveat in place is if we take all three of our points and add them together, 
the plan is to win, right? Not against mm. who at the top. Is that not what we were doing? Yeah. You see, well, that, we come as one. The listeners, <laughs> we come as one, don't we? The three, the three of us. I mean, I know it's close, but Christ. <laughs> <laughs> but as it turns out, we're not even doing very well on that score because if you had huge, huge score together with mine, we still haven't got the same amount of points as the guy in first place, George Butler. So yeah, there are people out there who evidently know what they're doing. It just happens that none of those people are talking to you right now. So, yeah, but brilliant. Thanks for supporting us. It, the one person great that ever. did know what he was talking about was Robbo on the weather prediction for, for the first game mm. of the of game week three. Maybe that's where yeah. I should uh, turn to in the future. You can call me Lucy <laughs> Beraswamy or Michael Fish, if you wish. To be fair, Jono looks a lot like Michael Fish at the minute. Well, dodgytash.com. Oh, well, oh, yeah. yeah, I mean, on that, on that, disappointingly, I must add, I have a habit of saying things and then regretting them. So obviously I said 50 quid a week and the tash will stay. So Eugene, kindly, as one of my great friends, instantly put a tenner into the pot. Then another fellow who I play cricket against put 20 quid in. And then learning about that, my best mate, Robbie Whelan, then went, done and dusted. I was like, you... Pratt. So it does have to stay until Sunday, which is massively disappointing because having not thought this through, obviously, because I was probably knee deep in red wine, our club presentation evening is next Saturday. And uh, yeah, so I'm going to look like a right buffoon. What makes it worse is Toby Tarrant. Well, Can we pay for I'll a photographer for the night? Pay for, pay for whatever you want. I'll be hiding in the toilet until it's time to run out and present my awards and then, and then be fair, you might not, You might not see his tash because it could be fairly deep in Toby's behind. Oh, come on. <laughs> you, you, do, you, you, do a, you do a nice thing for, for people and then that's how you get treated. Yeah, Toby Tarrant is coming up, friend of the pod, to present our awards, which is very nice of him. So looking forward to seeing him next week. So yeah, £50 a week. So it has to be £50 per week. It's not like 500 quid in one week and then it stays for 10 weeks. That's not the game. It's £50 per week for the Tash to stay. Now, we've had multiple offers. One from Simon's mum, 50 quid. One from my wife, 50 quid. And I think my mum made some kind of crazy offer for, you know, so we're getting offers for it to be gotten rid of. So, so yeah, we'll have to see how that pans out. But yeah, it's all for a great cause, obviously, in the, with the tabs and what have you. So we will keep you updated on that. Right. Results, game week three. Anybody, Johnny Layton, who left loads of English and Australian players in their team for game week three, I mean, we told them about the weather. What on earth were they thinking? Obviously, Afghanistan, Ireland rained out. Australia, England rained out. Nightmare scenario, lads. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm, I, I left Sam Curran in thinking that, as per the rules of the game, he would be replaced by another all-rounder within my squad. Unfortunately, that other all-rounder is Camper from Ireland, where his game was also rained out. <laughs> Oh dear. So dear me. Not not smart on my point. No. Uh, no, we did tell people. I mean, we may have been we may have been a little bit late. Not I'm not I'm not blaming anyone, but I think our episode came out about eight o'clock in the morning. And so we may well have just missed the Ireland uh, Afghanistan mm. game for the people who listen to it no, straight. Nothing away. to do with my hangover at all. I no, 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 no. I, I didn't point any fingers. You don't think you did tremendously well to turn it around, given the uh, piss poor quality of mine and Jono's comments. So, yeah, I mean, week three results, 
Were there shocks? What do you reckon, Huge? Were there any shocks this week? No, I'm really honest. I mean, aside from the the washed out games in Melbourne, which, Not which we sort of expected. We told people about it. No, I mean, the, the shock was how much trouble New Zealand were in until mm. until Phillips. absolutely unbelievable innings from Glenn Phillips. You know, helped them to 167, which was the turning point, and you know, eventually helped them to a 65 run win. So, from my perspective, that was just an unbelievable knock. That I suppose you know, hats off to him. Backed up in no small part by Saudi with one for 12 from four and Bolt with four for 13 from four. Huge, uh, you, you had Bolt, I think, but decided to leave him on the bench that day. Is that correct? Right. There was a small error in the clicking of buttons. <laughs> when I was, this is our technical expert that has a technical small button, yeah. button there, there might have been post. Yeah. Yeah. There, there might have been wine involved in a dinner straight after we recorded the pod and then <laughs> trying to amend my team to make sure. Uh, yeah. That, let's just say. Let's just say that the wine won. <laughs> yeah, Who did you leave him out for, please? <laughs> Mark um, Wood. <laughs> yes. <laughs> really? <I'm not> <laughs> yes. <laughs> That's even better. That is even better. Oh, sensational. Brilliant. Oh, oh, really. One of those Marshall days scored. when you look at it the next day again, hmm, it doesn't look so good. That wasn't oh, that's amazing. <laughs> Other results from game week three. So Bangladesh Zimbabwe was the tightest game. I think Zimbabwe needed four to win off the last ball with a spinner bowling, and he bowled a dot ball. With that, I mean that's unreal, really. I mean it's ballsy to bowl a spinner in the last over of a, a T20 yeah, game well, anyway. Well for Pakistan the other week as well, didn't it? <laughs> Well, yeah. So, yeah, so that was an exciting game. Pakistan beat Netherlands in a, I mean, weird decision from Netherlands to win the toss and decide to bat in terms of ruining a game of cricket. And Baz Delayda. Game points. Baz Delayda managed to wear one on the grill and 90 mile an hour one. Harris, Harris Ralph, didn't he? Harris who, Ralph, yeah. Who, who lets go of it? You know, he he can get it through. It, very good. But, oh, yeah. He scored loads of points for Robbo. So, Robbo he's, he he's the only one that has. Yeah, he's accounted for all of Robbo's 75 points accrued so far, I think. And then finally, today's game. Great game, two gun sides. Now, South Africa won in no small part to Markram and Miller being brilliant. I mean, some of the shots down the ground that Miller hit, I mean, he just took Ashwin apart on a few occasions. But they really didn't help themselves, the Indian. Great, great start. Obviously, Singh took two in three balls. One was a massive in-hooper to Riley Rousseau that... The umpire didn't give out. Richard Kesper had a bit of a shocker today with a couple of decisions. But the Indians didn't help themselves by dropping Aidan Markram 25 times before he'd got to 10. So really didn't help themselves at all. It, and Gidi bowled really well, got four first, some really good catches. I think Rabada took at least one, maybe two brilliant catches. So yeah, Pakistan are out. South Africa and India, you'd expect now to, to be, well, I think they are pretty much squarely in the semis, huge. Yeah, I mean, first of all, highlight of that game for me was watching those slip catches being taken on the 30-yard circle. I don't know if you saw that. They were just shows you that that pitch is just unbelievable with the the guys bowling through and you know, backs up sort of what we said last week on last on the last pod in that this is a bowlers this is a bowlers world cup with the amount of early wickets that mm. that were seen with the amount of swing and, and absolute wheels from some of the guys but yeah i can't see pakistan coming back i mean they're on two points south africa on five yes we play pakistan in the next game week south africa that is but then we play netherlands 
So, you yeah. know, unless there is rain that is going to interfere, I can't see Pakistan. Run rate, run rate is massively in South Africa's favour as well. Just on just on that, we'll talk about the Bowlers World Cup. Before we come on to Game 4 and our teams and the, the fixtures and whatever. Kevin Pearson, now not known for saying lots of brilliant things on Twitter, but, you know, I, said, I showed this to Simon today on the golf course, I think just after I'd got back to level, not that that lasted very long, but anyway, saying, why are we playing this now? Like, it's spring... There's loads of rain around. And then so we, we, we've been talking about this a little bit, haven't we, the last two or three days. Like what, And it, it basically comes down to what is more important, an ICC competition, a global ICC sanctioned competition, or franchise cricket? Because they've effectively had to shift this. And Robbo had the conversation with me on the golf course today. He was like, well, they can't put it after the Big Bash because then it would fall into 2023 and it had to be in 2022 because that's when it was scheduled. But could you not move the Big Bash to now and then play this? Uh, or I don't, I don't, it just seems strange the, to me I mean, to play it in now in Australia when there's so much inclement weather knocking about. It's, oh. it's tough because this is actually the 2020 World Cup because of COVID, remember? So this is not the 2022. This has been rescheduled from 2020. So when else do you squeeze it in? I, I'm I, I'm not backing up the officials by saying play cricket in spring in a country where it rains a lot. But, you know, given given the circumstances when COVID was hanging around, you know. I thought I thought the one in the UAE was the one that was rearranged because they're played in even numbered years. The, I don't know, 2020, 2024. Ah, right. Okay. Yeah. Uh, maybe that accounts for it then. But I, st- I still think it's uh, not an know, excuse. They've, they've had to shoehorn it in. I get that. But I mean, it's not It's not the right time. You know, people talk about 2020. It's about seeing the ball clear the boundary, exciting cricket and this, that and the other. Yes, we always talk about ball needing to have a bit more of a chance against bat and what have you. But I just don't think with the amount of games that have been rained off, reduced overs and what have you, that, it, it's, that, that it's worked out very well this time. Robbo? I've got two two little points. They're, they're playing in a country and the two cities where the games have been rained off and both got indoor stadiums, so I can't quite fathom what's going on there. Like, if you know it's got to be played... And I know, yeah, the MCG, everyone wants to play the MCG. It's 95,000 seats, whatever, but two miles Which away. they haven't been filling, by well, the way. You, you look at that... Other than India, Pakistan. You, like. And you look at... And, and that is a very valid argument people have against what I'm saying because that was rammed full and it was a hell of a game of cricket for some partly through incompetence, but partly through very good cricket. And I, I can't quite understand. Like you look at the games that have been played at Perth, very good games of cricket. None of, I don't think any of the games in Perth have been rained off. And then you go from that. But so I think there's just a few logistical issues to do with the time and if you're going to hold it in australia at this time of year and you've got you know that that east coast can be damp why not play it indoors like you've got yeah. two you've got two perfectly good indoor stadiums why not use it? The both other thing, of which hold massive amounts of people yeah, as well both of which forget. hold 35 40 000 people so it's not yeah. it's not like you're playing in uh, at and limby or on twickenham green like you you're playing in you're not playing on convert. The other thing is, that it's not like if it was in New Zealand and you're playing on the converted rugby stadiums where, where it's tiny boundaries and, and whatever. Mm. They're, they're purpose-built cricket stadiums so that are indoors. I, I, I don't get that. My, my other part is, and I know that 
John has just said, we always talk about being an equal fight against Brown Ball. But why is it that within cricket, if a side gets 230, yeah, we'll have a small chat about how well the batters played, but it's about how poorly bowlers bowled. And I'm and, and your people are going to come at me and say, "Well, you used to be a bowler, like you, you, you're always going to." And yeah, you're right, I do. But all of a sudden now, and it's the same when people play on. You, you think about the conditions in the UK that we've had in the in the previous while. We play cricket too early, wickets aren't good, right? Okay, wickets spin too much. We, we all of a sudden, and it's like, well, hang on a minute. As soon as a bowler gets in the game, it's no longer about the skill of a bowler. It becomes about the pitch. Like, like, why can't we just say a bowler is allowed to exploit conditions as much as a batter is when it's a good pitch? Why can't we talk about how poor the batting is and, and how good the bowling is like we do when it's a good pitch and we go how good the batting is and how poor the bowling is? Why can't we just say in this game we've seen today, we saw the side who's had the most swing movement in the tournament play against the side with the least swing movement in the tournament. India has swung the ball, whatever, two point, whatever degrees. South Africa has swung it 0.7 degrees in that over the top. And that first, that first 10 overs to me today of the South Africa innings was an exhibition of what one day or short format cricket should be. And then, and, and it then backed up with the next, this, that to, uh, it's the first time I've watched a whole innings of, of this tournament. I've seen highlights and I've seen stuff like that. That for me was enthralling cricket. It was, can we, can we stay in the game? India knew they needed wickets and Arshdeep Singh and uh, Shwakumar and uh, Hamid Chami bowled ridiculously well, mm. ridiculously well. You look at the, the, and we talk about slip catches, the one off the cart. I mean, this, another bit of a graph I've got about cricket when people say there's no easy slip catches. If you're still 30 yards back, you've got plenty of time to freaking see it. Yeah, you've got a good view <laughs> yeah. of it. Like he's he's nicked that, and it's on its way down. By the time he's wandered, it's taken three steps it. to the left. Yeah. Mm. So, yes, brilliant. But then you look at how um, Tender Bavuma. We could have a whole. I reckon we could do three episodes on whether that guy's good enough to play Papwick in the third eleven. But Aaron Finch. <laughs> but well, I mean, yeah, possibly. But and David Milan, very similar nope. stats. Very similar nope. stats. All three of them. Yeah. Just throwing them all under the bus. Yeah. However, like the way that Markram came out and played and the way that Miller came out and played was what how many balls did they leave in that first six or seven overs? It's just like, right, I've got to get in, I've got to get in, I've got to get in. Markram shouldn't have got double figures, to be fair. Yeah, yeah, possibly. But it as as when the ball is moving round and the bowlers are God forbid are allowed to bowl good balls. Batters are going to nick it. People are going to drop it. And I know we don't like it when bowlers bowl good balls. It's not allowed. It should be banned in all sports. What we need to do is pick 11 batters, pop the bowlers off, just have a bloke feeding a bowling machine on just length balls in the slot, like baseball, <laughs> and just go, right, who can hit it out of the pot? Let, let's, if people want to see fours and sixes, let's not even make it bounce. If people want to see fours and sixes, go and watch baseball. Yeah, I was right? about to say. In fact, fuck it off. Go and watch a whole different game. Go and sit there with a big foam finger having people fire T-shirts at you, watching some bloke eat a god-awful amount of hot dog and and sit and watch a game. And do you know what? It doesn't bounce in that. And I went and watched the game. It finished 1-0. Yeah. 
It's the worst five hours of my life. It was dull as shit. But if that's what people I'm are going to say, let's well, watch it. But I'm with you. It's been anyway, one of the most exciting World Cups that I think. It is, and you look at the 2019 been... World Cup. When wickets are fair or unfair or bowler friendly, as we like to call it, it is the best games. You, you think about it, on flat, flat wickets. Yeah, fair enough. You had um, Australia, South Africa, where South Africa knocked off 434. Yeah, flat wicket, high altitude, amazing game of cricket. If someone gets 400 in a, in a one-day game, they don't tend to lose. England got 480 in a game at Trent Bridge. And everyone was going, how amazing it was. I'll be honest, the second innings was, was just dull. Mm. It was just crap to watch. It was a poor standard of cricket. shit to watch. But, yeah. but this, and I'm going from, from my point in a minute, that everything we spoke about when we talked about intent in batting, everything like that, in that game today, you saw from two guys. You saw from two guys who came up with a plan. They targeted they targeted uh, Schwinn and Hardik Pandya. In that first five overs, they went from 10 overs, right, we can get through this. Hardik Pandya bowled a ball and it didn't get off the straight. And you just saw Markram go, right, it's on. Mm. All of a sudden, bang, 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 19 off that over. Miller hits Ashwin 150 miles over <laughs> the biggest six of the tournament, 105 meters or whatever it was. And then all, and then they went right. You brought the seamers back on. We can knock it around, knock it around, knock it around. Ashwin comes back on. Miller goes whack, whack, whack. up. Yeah, yeah, right. Game over. And even even when Markram, who people might say there was one poor bit of cricket, and that was the guy coming in and playing the reverse sweep off Ashwin. Oh, Stubbs. Yeah, Stubbs, I didn't Stubbs know playing that. Stubbs Shut. playing that reverse sweep is just. He, he's a twenty-two. Yeah, and he's a 22 year old that's, that's got a stride over 175 in his one day career so far and even Pollock said Pollock said the guy's not played a lot of cricket he's not played a lot of cricket in South Africa never mind a lot of cricket over here but that was an absolute exhibition in, in intent in game management in everything about how a run chase should be and do you know if they'd have not got over it I sent some joking messages to certain people on like uh, the South Africa ready to get swallow that gobstopper too early again and and all this kind of stuff, but but that that was the best run chase I've seen in in you know, people talk about Coley and everything that went off, but I I, I personally think Pakistan gave them that game. India didn't mm. give South Africa that game today. South Africa now, won that game. What I've just I feel like what I've just experienced is similar to what you two will have experienced on last Monday. When I when I was when I had a wine and just went off on one for I only went on for about five while. minutes, you know. <laughs> that, ladies and gentlemen, is a nibble. Right, we will we shall move on. Game week four. Now, this is we're getting starting to get to the crunch end now, right? Obviously, England screwed up against Ireland, and then the the weather hurt them against Australia. It's looking the weather on Tuesday for the England New Zealand games, Sri Lanka Afghanistan games, could get rained off again now it looks like the rain may have abated by the time that the england new zealand game is due to start however eugene and i what i mean by that is eugene has just talked us through the the amount of rain that's due to fall across the day there is no way that ground's drying out by the time it's it, there's not enough time for they're looking at somewhere like a centimeter maybe a bit more of rain throughout the day and it only is due to stop maybe an hour before the game so, or a couple of hours before the game, it's just not, I can't see the game getting on unless the, 
the forecast changes drastically, that puts England out of the tournament. So they might not. If Australia to... win tomorrow. Yes. If Australia yeah. beat Ireland yeah. tomorrow. Yeah. Which you would say is, you know, they've gone on to Ireland have been one of the, the pre-tournament favourites. Are they going to do it twice? You'd be surprised if they did, but, you know, good luck to them. Mark Adair, I must say, I was talking to in the week again, friend of the pod. I thought bowled really well the other day, you know, so just getting it to round corners. So, so yeah, good luck to Mark and the, the Irish boys tomorrow. Right. Other games, that obviously Australia, Ireland. Wednesday is Zimbabwe against the Netherlands and India against Bangladesh. What do we think? Where, who are the winners from those games? You've got to say Zim and India, right? Yeah. 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 And then the massive game, Thursday, Pakistan, South Africa. Although it's not really a massive game because uh, Pakistan are, are basically out. Or are they out? Huge. I don't know. There's so many different permutations. By my math, I think they're out. If you look at this as game week four, we've got one more game week after this. After this, So after Thursday, I think South Africa play Netherlands. And unless that is completely mm. rained out, which still gives them one point, which still gives them, you know, the six points that they need with a net run rate that is, you know, far superior than anyone in the tournament. No matter what happens, I, I think, you know, I think Pakistan are out, unfortunately. Not great to say, but, you know, yeah, it's, a, it's an interesting permutation that might happen. I still think it's going to be a great game of cricket. Don't take anything away from from the two sides. I mean, you know, but I have a lot of them in my in my squad for, for game week four. Huge. Brilliant segue there, as we are now about to go into our teams for this week. Robbo, we've kind of caught him on the hop a little bit with the weather, but it's too late to change it all now. Unless that's what he just disappeared to do for 10 minutes, <laughs> claiming claiming that there's a broken tap outside. Right, Robbo, having kept me out of bed, considering I am being picked up in about eight hours' time to go to a golf day, which we will come on to later, you can go first. So my my team is now... Hmm. Miller did well today. Conway not going to play. Yadav strong and gone. Maxwell because they're playing against Ireland and it's sort of mm. Ireland. Ireland. My theory is what my theory has been here is I don't really want guys that are open in the bay. We've gone from wanting people who are opening the batting to not mm, wanting people who are opening the batting. Yeah, yeah. So Maxwell, Nisham, again, not going to play, so pretty pretty daft. And not going to play, so again, pretty daft. <laughs> but to be fair, the other people I've got in my squad aren't going to play either. So, and the Silver from Sri Lanka. Dan and Jaya, yeah. Yeah. Quinton de Kock is my keeper. And then I've gone uh, Steep Singh, Hazard Ralph, and Mohammed Shami. Okay. Interesting. Do you, you want to go second or should I go second? You can go second and then I'll give okay. you mine. Okay. Yadav. So I have actually thought about the weather. Yadav, Warner, because they're the same reasons as Simon, playing against Ireland. So I think if he is going to turn up, it'll probably be tomorrow. Butler. Now, I am aware of the problems with the weather, but because of my squad and whatever and not wanting to keep giving points away for tra- all these crap transfers I've been doing, he was about my only option. Decock, Pandya, Nisham, and then Sikanda Raza. 
who is Zim, the, the Zimbabwe gun, who's the offspinning, who bats quite well as well. Rizwan, Hazelwood, Rashid Khan, and Arshdeep Singh. Very good. Hope, hope should, for who, a big who's your captain and vice-captain? Captain Hazelwood. Um, vice-captain Yadav, or Sky, as people are now calling him on commentary. I heard that today, yeah. Yeah, mm. I got really confused when I was reading some Facebook groups mm. earlier. Mm. You really Strong are squads, a however, <clears throat> I do think this squad that I'm about to announce is going to be the one. I've gone Miller, Coley, and Warner as my three batsmen. Warner is my captain, too. I've still stuck with Sharma as my batting all-rounder. Stubbs. Stoinis and Stark as my bowling all-rounder. I've got the cock as my keeper. And I've got Afridi, Rolf, and Arshdeep Singh. So we've all selected Arshdeep Singh, which is which is good. I think he's bowling really well in this world. A couple of the amounts of swing he's getting. But as you can see, I have very much got the rain in my mind. I have not selected anybody on Tuesday. So time. so from that, I've managed I, I've decided one thing and that is Simon. That Eugene is going to win out of the three of us. So yeah. to be fair, I had little or no choice inside. with the rest of my squad. I, I was I was considering picking Curtis Camphor solely on the basis that he might play. Mm. <laughs> yeah, I then got Brad yeah. Evans. Mm. Yeah, and I've got Josh Butler and I've got Shaheen Shah Afridi, who are nearly selected into the final all rounder spot. Um, he's been garbage. He's taken he one has, wicket the entire tournament. He has been diabolical. And I know, but what I do know is this week, uh, Mohammed Rizwan is going to get 854 because uh, I've dropped Perfect. him. And Shahid Shorafridi <laughs> is going to get nine for. So, <laughs> <laughs> sounds about right. Sounds just our luck, to be fair, the way it's gone so far. As, as we all know, a bit like the lottery, it's all down to luck. No skill involved. So, on that, we t we did mention something off air that I think we should just come on to quickly. Has any captain had a good tournament? Certainly not from a batting perspective. No. no. Butler, no. Finch, no. What Pavuma, no. <laughs> Baba, no. Williamson, no. The Dutch bloke, who's a keeper mainly, no. Irvine? Zimbabwe, he's had he's, he's okay. He started okay, but I wouldn't, you wouldn't say he's had a good tournament. Valberni's done okay for Ireland, or yeah. well, did did well against England. Who else have we got? But Sharma, Sharma, okay, no. but not for his standard. Like, so yeah, the answer I guess is no. They're all crap. Get them changed. Right. You wouldn't mind if well, they were I, Mike Brearley, but some of the captaincy has been diabolical. It has been woeful <laughs> at times. Yeah, it's been embarrassing. Right. Well, we shall see, lads, when we record on Thursday. And obviously, there'll be a fair bit of banter flying around between the three of us in the meantime as to how we're getting on, how we've gotten on. We will be announcing biggest winner and biggest loser of game week four on Thursday. That will come out on Friday, depending on how many wines Eugene's had. And, well, Eugene, I shall be seeing you beforehand, should I not? I will be seeing you tomorrow, won't I? As you are, I mean, what on earth you've got a Pro V1 in your hand? I was going to say, no there's, there's three pound fifty balls. going down the fucking pan straight away. <laughs> right. <laughs> I don't know why I've got golf balls in my desk, but this one is this one is more the relative one, the one that says practice, practice on it. On it. <laughs> Jesus, you've one hundred percent found that one as well. <laughs> you, you've not I purchased. I actually a caught it. I actually caught it off Joe Miller. 
If, yeah. uh, if you don't know who he is. Yeah, yeah long, ex-world long drive champion. Tell you a story tomorrow. Yeah. Well, one one thing's for sure. Whichever ball Eugene hits off the, uh, whichever tee box that we're on in the shotgun start tomorrow, I will be looking for that ball by 11.03. So, <laughs> and you'll have stopped looking by 11.05. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you'll be no, trudging you... back to the tee. <laughs> you... you... Eugene and I are playing in the Dennis Luckhurst Foundation Golf Day tomorrow in Kent in support of two great charities. One is a charity that helps kids in Africa, and the other one is in support of the Lord's Taverners, which is obviously why we're going. Tim Luckhurst from the Dennis Luckhurst Foundation is the chairman of the Lord's Taverners. So we'll be doing some filming. There'll be some bloopers, no doubt. And uh, yeah, we're looking forward to having a good day. It looks like the sun's going to shine. Hopefully the golf is better than it was today, although I do have to give Robbo, I think it's about 17 shots per hole, such as his handicap in comparison to mine. And and, uh, yeah, but until, uh, until then, enjoy the pod. Keep telling everybody about it. Keep getting in touch. Info at sogginit.co.uk or across our social channels. And uh, yeah, we'll, we'll see how Game Week 4 goes and report back this time on Friday. Take care. See ya. Sports Social Podcast Network.